Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on. Things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Welcome to the show. Vassas is here. Hello, uh, Rachel's here. Greetings. Susie Dent's going to be here soon. Tell us about Susie Dent, please, Rachel. Susie Dent, I think, is possibly one of the most intelligent people on the planet. Her knowledge of vocabulary is vast and expansive. And she says that as a child, uh, she used to mostly enjoy reading uh, foreign language dictionaries, which is why she's got such a brilliant brain, I think. Uh, this is a new book that she has coming out. It's called Interesting Stories About Curious Words. And it's all about where words and phrases come from, the etymology behind it, things like uh, where did the phrase chancing your arm come from or how you could steal somebody's thunder. And she's got your favourite word, Chris, on page 99, petrichor. She explains that, the distinctive smell of rain after a long dry spell. Coined in the 60s from petro, meaning of rocks. And ichor, the ethereal fluid believed to flow through the veins of the Greek gods. Yeah, it's in my top three, along with apricity <gasps> and also... The bee's knees. Where does the bee's knees come from? The bee's knees. Said of something or someone outstanding, the term may have been coined by the US columnist T.A. Dorgan in the early 1920s. Don't worry, it's going somewhere cute, this. And the reference is perhaps to the pollen baskets on a bee's legs. Yes, bee's <laughs> legs have their own pollen baskets um, because this uh, these, these pollen baskets help the bees in the process of removing the pollen involving much bending of the bee's knees and is performed with great precision. So you are, the the bee's knees are a design classic, a mother nature design classic, a great bit of a great species. The bee's knees, the bee's baskets, the pollen baskets. And that's why you are the bee's knees if you're you're any good at what you do because that is a design classic. You mentioned... um, Chancing your arm. Chancing your arm was great. That's a brilliant story. Oh, it's a great story. Do you want to go there or shall I go there? Uh, You go there. Okay. So basically this guy, there was these two families were having a feud and he said, we can't do this anymore. We can't. We're literally going to, we're, we're all, we're going to wipe each other's villages out. This is no good. So he says, okay, look, um, I'll go around to the next village. And then he, he fashions a hole in a door connected to the next village. All right. I don't know the middle bit, yeah. but there's a wooden door and it's not his, it's theirs. And basically he, he, this, he, he creates a hole that's big enough for his uh, to poke his arm through. And he says, look, you can either shake my hand and, this we can draw this put an end to all this bloodshed or you can chop my arm off and i am just this is literally i'm reaching out to you this is the hand of friendship the hand of peace the hand of future accord and i'm i'm risking my arm 
I am chancing my arm in, in, in the 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 hope of peace. That's what I want. And he just waited for his arm to be chopped off, and somebody shook his hand, and that was the end of the feud. That's where chancing your arm comes from. Isn't that great? Yeah. So good. And stealing your thunder. So this guy had put on his lovely play. He was. Uh, he, he just did this after your news on oh, the show. I'm so sorry. It's all I right. was at the did toilet. It, uh, my it. toilet break. So <laughs> it's a good your... story. By the way, I'm I'm now stealing your thunder. <laughs> oh, you. Well, let's post... share the thunder. Okay. Go, 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 playwright puts on a play. Writes a play. Go. Writes a play. Um, makes a very special piece of equipment to make the noise of thunder during his play. Anyway, his play never makes it to stage or makes it to stage, but gets cancelled almost immediately. And he's all very sad and off he goes. And then he comes back a day or a week or two later to see the play that's taken over in his slot. And it's Macbeth. And they have stolen his thunder noise machine yeah. to make the sound of the thunder for when the witches do bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Tuesday morning, Rachel is back from her long weekend. Jonathan in Barry St Edmunds. In parts of Canada and America, it is illegal to have doorknobs. You what, have to what? have handles. Doorknobs are difficult. They're difficult, but they're a design classic. They're so simple. <sighs> but they're not simple if your hands are slippy. No, I know, but if your hands aren't slippy, you know. Mountains aren't dangerous if, if it's slippy. <laughs> are dangerous, rather. Uh, sandblasted stars doorknob. Custommade.com. Tell me you don't want that doorknob oh, in your life. Oh, yes, please. It's a Harry Potter doorknob, isn't it? That's You touch that, spells are going to happen. Don't you think so? You could just extend it and make it a little bit more handily and it would be more... Like the octopus one. Leave mm. the doorknobs as knobs. They're, look, they're representative of our planet. They're round, they're globes. Why do you think we're so obsessed with balls and sport? Because they represent our universe. They're a reflection of what's going on around us. That's why we're obsessed with the, the sphere. Our house is, is all sort of 1930s doorknobs. Well, we I wouldn't am, know, would I'm, we, Vassos? I'm frequently Vassos. stuck in a room. We wouldn't know, would we? <laughs> no. We've been invited. We, wow. No, we have. We you were say invited that. and then uninvited. <laughs> it's not true. Nyla from Wallingford, I hate my handles because I get caught on them, so knobs all the way. Oh, no, that is a point. Yeah, there is an issue. If you've been in the bathroom and you've moisturised, you, you know, you might be there forever trying yeah. to trying to escape. twist the knob. I, I would go for a wooden latch, an old-fashioned wooden latch, a proper latch, you know, with a wooden mechanism, little leather strap, and a little piece of dowling to oh. lock the latch down, yes. which is your engaged effect. Do you know what I mean? I like that. Superb. Wooden door, wooden latch. Boom. Such a lovely word and such a lovely noise, latch. Yeah, latch key. Karen in Cramlington. Handles tend to be better than knobs for older people as they're easy to get hold of. Yeah, I know. I know all this. I know. But that's sort of not what we're talking about. Practicality-wise, handles all the way. But I'm just... Aesthetic-wise, I just... You know, I don't, I don't despise that handle over there that we can see on the studio door going through to the control room. Don't despise it. It's quite a nice handle, actually, because mm. it's got a bit of knob about it. Because no, <laughs> it's, it's round, it's week, roundish. Last week, Bassas, did you not sort of impale your hip on that handle? I did, and I still don't mind. I'd still rather it was that did than a really knob. Hurt himself? Yeah. It was right at hip height. Keys are really clever. Talking of Alicia oh, come Keys, on. no, no, we're they're, not they're there. just, they're they're not just get your own are. show. Get your own show. Get your own show. Linda in Chatham. After hearing about it on your wonderful show, I decided to use the Map My Mole app. I had worried about two moles for over a year, but never seemed to find the time to get them checked. All because of fear. Thank you, Chris. You gave me strength to get them checked, and they're both okay. Phew. So that's interesting. Um, you went to get your your moles map did you or did you get them checked because i'm going for a mole mapping in a couple of weeks time and what happens is you go and you get a map of all the blemishes on your skin freckles moles whatever they may be and you are mapped and anything 
that looks suspicious is investigated further. And then if you are given the all clear this year, you go back in a year's time and algorithmically they just compare last year's mail map to this year's mail map and see if there's any movement. It's genius it's is what great, it is. Great that. Uh, do you want to come and get mile maps? Yes, please. Do you want to come and get mile maps? Yes, please, Let's yeah. do it. Claire from Cambridge, please can I get a beat from my amazing husband, Justin? It's our 20th wedding anniversary today. Anybody beat that here? Anyone? Anyone? No. Anyone? Jane? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're a year yet. You are a year. Good. Congratulations. Um, how long 20 are you? 22 married. Married. 22 married. Forever together. Mm. Together. Forever. Forever. Together. What are you? Married 18. Married 18. Oh, well, I'm last then. I mean, we're in, I didn't realise. We only get a bronze tash in. I thought we were silver. I don't know why. I just thought we were. Because I'm really old. That's probably why. I mean, cumulatively, I win. But that doesn't count. <laughs> I were measuring it. Doesn't count, does it? Alicia Keys has trademarked Alicia Tees. And this is after Taylor Swift trademarked Swiftmas. Um, because who... What? I know. But Can I come? Here's the thing. How come somebody else didn't think of that? It's, it's waiting to happen, oh. isn't it? Christmas, Swiftmas... That it's is there, a club night. Of course it is. One, I mean, one of the newspapers this morning has yes. done other brands or other products that Alicia might like to... Come on. Yeah. So honey, Alicia bees. <laughs> dairy products, Alicia cheese. <laughs> Cruises, Alicia seas. Winter sports. Excuse me. Can you get your own show? I was about to launch into <laughs> that list. Skis. Yes. Excuse yes. me. Look, look, look. T tissues. Alicia sneeze. No, no, just ignoring me. <laughs> That's why I introduced... The, surreptitiously, I thought introduced. I was heading towards this list. And he's just going. Well, uh, let me just take over there. By the way, it's not from the papers. Where is it from? It's from our team. Our team came up. Did with they? Yeah. Did you all come up with this? Is brilliant. This Sick is what bags. happens when you steal Alicia a bit of the show. Alicia Queens. He's stealing a bit of the show out of context. <laughs> Radio host Alicia Tees. Ice lollies. Alicia Freeze. So I'm just having to go at my own show here, Vassus. Is that all right with you? <laughs> Game consoles, Alicia Wees. <laughs> Etiquette lessons, Alicia, please. If she if she decides to buy Formula One, because she could probably afford it, Alicia Grand Prix. Stop stealing my show, Vassal. Fun fair ride, Alicia Wees. Hey, we're done, Wees, already. Thank you. Different context. Yeah, it sounds the same. Sorry, let's just see it. It's radio. <laughs> um, the Horns are about to embark upon a mug call slash cup call soon. And I said, bring them in next week. Let's sign them and let's give them away. Absolutely. A mug a day. We've got two shelves of double stacked yeah. cups. And don't... there are five people in the house, three of whom don't really have hot drinks. Don't let it be said this show, this breakfast show, like other breakfast shows, doesn't have a prize budget. I mean, it's true. We don't. But let's not let's not have that said out loud because you can bring in the mugs and we'll be you know, sign the mugs. Jamie and what's the name of Amanda? They're giving away a million pounds a minute and whatever. We're giving away a mug a day while stocks last. <laughs> well, we've also double. We've also got two shelves and each shelf has double mugs. Yeah. And which also is dangerous for the mugs because that's what chips them. Well, exactly. And and the sage of home economics, Stacey Solomon, saw it your line fight on her most recent episode, said that you don't need more than 10 mugs in your I house. I think this show is great. This is the greatest show I've never seen. Oh, it's just I just joyous. love hearing about it. It is such a brilliant, inspiring I, show. It I just don't... makes me want to get rid of stuff. Because we don't have Fridays and Mondays off like you. We don't have time to watch <laughs> stuff like this. I'm just trying to figure out when can I have it on in the background. Oh, oh Tash would love it. No, the kids will love it. It's Dara and I's show. I know, we watch it but together. We our TV's in the living room, so we can't. So as we go about our daily Laptop, business, I, I suppose so, yeah. Have, have it on in the kitchen. Just have it on, yeah. I, just want, I do want this as a background show, brilliant. and that's no 
slight to the show, but it is a show you yeah. can have in, yeah, in the background. Because we chat the whole way through. Oh, they're going to get rid of that. Well, what could we do? What do we have similar? Mm. Oh, look at that storage how solution. Many, how can I apply that to my life? Approximately, and tell us the truth here, uh-huh. if you don't mind. How many super hacks, approximately, are there vicariously for each episode of Sort Your Life Out? Oh, I would say maybe between three and five. Okay, that's that's solid. That's solid. And a bit of entertainment, a bit of yeah, warmth. Oh, brilliant. Oh, always crying. Bit of company. I always cry. There's always tears, always which cry. is a joke, cathartic. It's good. Fabulous. Very strong. Strong. Well done, Stacey Solomon. Yeah. Still smashing it. Stacey. When's it on? Genius. It's on, I think it's Thursdays at eight o'clock. Because it was a daytime show, wasn't it? And they moved it to primetime because it's so yeah, popular. I, th- I think they sort of did a one-off and then realised that everybody was obsessed with it. It's the best. Cup cull. It's the latest thing. Yeah. It's not. This is not decluttering. This is culling. Yes. It's much more serious. <laughs> there are consequences. What kind of mugs might we be giving around the show? Oh, I mean, we, to be so... honest, sorry, I've just been told, I've just got a text from our bosses. We do have a million pounds a day to give away. We're just choosing not to do that. Oh, okay. Because we don't want to buy the list. We don't want to <laughs> no. buy you. We want you to listen to us because you like us. Because you love us. We're sowing the seeds. We're watering the seeds. We're growing an audience. We're not buying an audience. You know, buying an audience is like seeking pleasure. It's going to go as quickly as it came, if not even quicker. And you're going to have to keep on buying the audience we're growing an audience it's different it's going to take a few years maybe too many years <laughs> but that's the way we're rocking <laughs> one cup at a time Jane don't worry it's fine I can say all this it's fine you can take your pen away from your mouth Don't. it's, it's cool um, where are we oh what sort of cups yeah. so there's a there's mugs. a range there's a range mostly and mugs, I don't know they? if Alex yeah mostly you've, mugs you've I don't know if Alex cu- will agree with me because of the cup cull yeah because it's a good it's the alliteration yeah it's in the alliteration it doesn't could matter. be like a, a mug um Massacre. Yes. No. 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 It's too violent. What about a mug muster? Yeah, we could muster the mugs. No, cup colour is better. Yeah. Cup colour is better, but she's not really culling them. She's actually just bringing Passing them in. Passing them on. Yes. All right. Passing them on. You're catching it, uh, but you're not killing it. Correct. Okay. So she's catching the mugs. She's bringing them in, and we're going to set them. We're going to rehome the mugs. Rehome That's the what mugs. we're doing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big intro time, Vassar. Word up. Our next guest is the ardent, grandiloquent, winsome linguist, lexicographer and queen of Dictionary Corner. Her new book, Interesting Stories About Curious Words, is out on Thursday. So please welcome the always amusing Susie Dent. Hey, Susie. Hello. It's so nice to see you. I'm getting quite worried, though, Chris, because you've got a million and one post-it notes coming out of my book. Yeah, well, that's the team's research. I also have my dog-eared research as well. So we've all been reading the book and we love your book. Before we get into the book and the book that inspired this one, which is the modern day version of the old one, which I love, and it's going to be in our (laughs) comfort cubicle probably forever because it's so cool. Interesting stories about curious words. Uh, You came all the way from Oxford this morning. Thank you. No, it was lovely. That's a very nice thing to be here. I haven't (laughs) seen you for about five years. I know. We were talking earlier on about being checked and things being spotted and being sorted out Um, and BCCs. Rachel, do you just want to recap what happened to you briefly for people Uh, listening? Yes, so I had a red mark on my chest, which I'd been to the GP about over a year ago and was told it was nothing. And then in the summer, I was still a bit, just felt uncomfortable about it. Had a 
video GP appointment and was told again it's nothing but I was kind of going oh but I feel sometimes it's a different shade and sometimes it's darker sometimes it's lighter and so the GP said look if you're concerned I'm happy to refer you so referred me I had that appointment um, last night and the consultant took one look at it put on his magnifying glasses took a second look at it and went yeah that's a skin cancer it's a basal cell carcinoma so a skin cancer but not the type that spreads and the type that they can just take it off so he was like I did literally say to him should, should I be having a meltdown? He said no not called for in this situation and Susie says snap Yes, I had one under my eye uh, so a few years ago now and it just looked like a little cut. So it was a kind of linear one and just wouldn't heal and I just kept putting lots of different cream on it. So I had it for too long. I had it for about a year and um, yes, I had the same sort of, it's just, he. It, my GP said, I'm going to say the word carcinoma, but don't panic. And um and then they took it off, they kind of excised it, so I've got a bit of a kind of scar under my eye, but that's the least of my worries. And as you say, it does, this one doesn't spread, so we're really lucky. But, um, yeah, so just beware, because they don't always look like moles or things that you would expect. Um, they yeah, can I guess just somebody like who knows cuts. what they're looking for to look at it. Yes. Um, but also you can take a picture with your phone and then you can, you can do the thing where you sort of, what do you, what's zoom, it? In. zoom in you can zoom mm. in with your fingers and they do look weird mm. ones that are do- dodgy you know just from my experience over the last few weeks they just look there's no there's no sort of um elegance to them they look like they're looking for trouble literally mm-hmm. um and what nudge you in the end to sort it out after leaving it for too long because that's the point isn't it we people are saying i was gonna get my moles looked at chris when you talked about it but then I didn't. But now Rachel's also said it. it's like, yeah, but I ha- if that's not enough, by the way, I'm guilty of the same thing. Yeah. What nudged you to finally sorting it out? Um, well, I am really good at going to the doctors. I'm, I'm kind of uh, one of those millions of worried well. So if there's anything wrong, I will go in. But this one, I genuinely just thought I have cut my right. eye. And it was, um, I didn't think about it from one week to the next. And it was my makeup artist that said, I think you should get that. God bless. That from Countdown, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, so I was really lucky. And I was lucky that it was that kind rather than something that I had left for too long anyway. Yeah. Um, but... They, I mean, they can do incredible things and they are, um, yeah, I mean, they're fantastic. They're there to help. All we need to do is go and ask for help. Exactly. That's that's the thing, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And never be too embarrassed if it does end up being something that is completely benign because, you know. Yeah, and Charlie Maxey says, doesn't he? Asking for help is not giving up. It's the opposite. Yeah. Susie Dent, Queen of Countdown, Queen of Dictionary Corner. How many episodes now? Um, oh, someone asked me that the other day. I think maybe eight or nine thousand. Thousand. <laughs> That's just and regular going. countdown as well. We yeah. chanced our arm, which is a phrase that's in the book. We chanced our arm earlier on by by uh, putting out there that you might now currently be the person who's been on telly longest, who is still on telly. Oh yes, because it's always the test card. Um, girl, listen to it. Do you oh no, that? I mean, there's been other people as well before that and <laughs> uh, since yeah, then. Of course. Um, I don't, I genuinely don't because the host has changed, but. Dictionary corners always stay the same. It's just, I always used to say it was me and the clock, but then the clock was changed. So, um, I yeah, I probably am the, <laughs> the last relic in that studio. That's good. I didn't know that. The clock's changed. The clock has changed. Where's yeah. the old clock? 
Um, I think it's actually somewhere in Media City uh, in a... I think I used to be able to go and see it. So there's a Dalek you can go and have right. your photo taken out. And I think the countdown clock is somewhere. I remember we had the countdown clock on TFI once. We brought it in. Yes, do you remember? I do remember that. Uh, we brought it in. We, should, we just had the countdown clock for it to intro every guest. It was the actual countdown clock. <laughs> um, so countdown still going strong. Another new host now. Yes, Colin. we have... Colin, who is like an excited puppy. I mean, he just... Always has been, always will be. He's always loved it. And I, I've known Colin for ages, since his Radio 1 days. And the very first thing he said to me, well, probably the second sentence was, I want to present Countdown. Um, it's he's always it's the job he's always wanted. And he said he would give up anything to do that. So, it, yeah, you can tell his enthusiasm. It's, so he's very wordy. How wordsmithy is he? Um, he's very curious, which is great. Right. So, um, I not a program goes by when he hasn't said to me that would be a really good one to do. That that origin of words would be a good one to look into. Um, so, and he's hugely competitive. I genuinely, I, I've been to an escape room with Colin. I have never met anyone so obsessively competitive. I mean, it, it, he gets. Did you, Colin, serious. were in your five live days? Yeah, he and I were at the darts together for many years. So I was the commentator and he was the presenter and the pro-am darts and we just steer clear of Colin he would try and he would try and get himself the the pro that he thought was a most in form and b would take it seriously enough for his liking <laughs> see he'd be fine at a symposium a salon dinner wouldn't he a single subject salon dinner I don't know if he would competitively he would Oh, yes, if it was a competition, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact you've been on TV so much is you had to round it up to the nearest thousand. Yeah. Eight or nine thousand. <laughs> I genuinely, I don't, I Eight honestly or, don't I knew know. you wouldn't, which is no. why one of the reasons, one of the main, many reasons I love you, because you don't, you know, it's not that you don't care about that, but you're just not a counter, are you? You no. don't need that in your locker. No. Eight or nine thousand, <laughs> give or take. <laughs> I bet it's probably ten or something oh. like that. Well, we've done, we've done quite a few but maybe 200 of the comedy countdowns as well so yeah um, how has that changed change your life eight out of tens hugely because um well you know me chris i i've always liked to fly below the radar and because of cats down as we call it cats um down, that's good isn't it it's kind of lift, lifted me above but in a really nice way because if i do get recognized it's always people asking me about sean lovely sean Locke, or um you know asking me about jimmy's laugh or so i think obviously because of the time it goes out it's um it's given a new boost to countdown as well which is brilliant so we've seen people go back to countdown you know and they, if you had any different bookings like festivals and things because of eight out of ten cats um different yeah. vibe it is a very different vibe but you have to remember i'm not funny i'm only ever funny by mistake but you're really so, interesting and well, lovely i did i did try really hard to be funny at the beginning and just it just never worked so now i'm just I think I'm just Jimmy Stooge, probably, and that's fine. No, well, I don't know. You, you know better than I do because you're there. This book is brilliant, Susie. It does oh, not disappoint. You. And there have been books like it, this in the past. Mm. So what would be the most famous first sort of style of this book that you do refer to in the intro? I do refer to it because it was my inspiration, really, which is um, Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable. Uh, which is now in its 19th edition. Um, it was the brainchild of Ebenezer Cobham Brewer, who was a reverend and this incredible collector of just random facts. So the reason I love him is he had loads of notebooks, as I do. So he would just chance upon something and write it down. And then he would just put it all together and say, here you go. This is, and, and I think it was Philip Pullman was one of the editors once and he described it as, you go into this book 
and it will say to you this is not in fact what you were looking for but it's far more interesting because you just kind of wander off into lots of different directions which is fun yes but it can be not what you want so you've sort of fixed that with your categorization haven't you um i've tried yeah so i've made it um thematic and it's um it's a combination of his genius and my um well my greatest hits i guess when it comes to countdown because i've done so many origins of words and some of them are quite random and some of them are very well known and it was just really nice to bring them all together so you do the, the books are sort of collections of different flavors lanes worlds whatever you like uh, greetings animals vegetables minerals all at sea, colourful, the body. How did you choose those? Um, do you know, that was also quite... It's quite difficult um, with themes because you end up with a whole load of miscellaneous ones. But because of the flavour of Brewer, they were quite eclectic. And um, so there may be a sort of few little surprises in there when people think, well, what's that doing in there? But in a way, that's what I wanted. Is uh, I just wanted that element of Some surprise. of the chapter titles are obviously reference point subjects within themselves, including the book. So uh, what is it? I think chapter nine is Rock Bottom, which is a <laughs> chapter and also... We, it's a mystery that you have an answer, answer to. Uh, well, rock bottom. So are you referring to uh, the, the, all the bottom things that yes. happen? Yes, in English. Um, <laughs> all I, the bottom. Kids love this. Um, yeah, honestly, squelchy, farty things are everywhere um, in English. And kids always love this. So the word feisty, for example, was first applied to a little windy lapdog. Um, that nobody particularly liked and was a bit yappy. Um, and to fizzle meant to break wind quietly. Uh, trust, trust you to land on this one. Um, but and at length. Yeah. I think the quieter the fizzle, the potentially the longer the fizzle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love Steel One's Thunder. I mean, we, to be honest, we can just oh, we can stick a pin. Stick a pin in time, isn't it? It's the all-time yeah. favorite. I th honestly think Come it is on. because it's so rare for a lexicographer to find the exact moment that a word or phrase was born, and this is an exception. So it was February the fifth, seventeen oh nine. She's this, not even reading this. No, it was this playwright critic called John Dennis. He had written a really boring play. Um, but he had one thing in his production that was amazing, which is he perfected this machine that made the sound of thunder. But still, his play closed. He went along to the next performance, which was of the Scottish play, and uh, was enjoying it by all accounts, and then heard booming up from the stage the sound of his own thunder-making machine, and he stood up and he shouted, damn them, they will not let my play run, but they steal my thunder. Which is a great... Incredible? It's, a, it's incredible. It's a brilliant story, and it's a, it's a great moment. But how come then certain phrases like that then get adopted? and Because that could have just you know, fizzed and died where, you know, yeah. in that moment, couldn't it? Yeah, so it how come they get picked up? How come they get traction? So there were two um, people who were there that night. So um, they wrote about it. So it kind of fired up, I suppose, the imagination there because it was such a, uh, you know, a, a kind of controversial moment, I suppose. And then it's a really good question. We, I don't, I'm not sure we ever really know what the impulse is to preserve some phrases and not others. I think so many of them are rooted in beautiful beliefs again quite sort of semi-literal so i think i've told you before about licking something into shape yeah i love that which is just give us that again I, licking, okay so brilliant. that's because um and even shakespeare believed this too that bear cubs are born um as furry blobs and they need to be licked into bear shape by their mums <laughs> Isn't that great? it's just so it's just so yeah. gorgeous and, and bears have quite rough tongues so it could i mean you know they could be they have there's a certain chewing quality yeah. as opposed to a chewing quality as well as a chewing quality rachel um i like the story that um it's suspected that google uh, the u.s company was simply misspelled by the finders yes. 
that's that's very and honestly i talk a lot about um <laughs> what <laughs> a big part of of google because it's google isn't it so yeah. it's g-o-o-g-o-l and i think it was someone's nephew um who thought this would be a good name and then it was and then it was misspelled um i mean but there are there are so many stories where it's something just one person in history changed something by accident so i always love the fact that we should be um sneezing rather than sneezing and um, there was an f before sneeze but someone misread you know those long yeah because they look like s's and f's exactly someone yeah. misread it but sneezing is so much more evocative of a sneeze i think than sneezing the whole other thing we've talked about it before you know whether it's google whoop zoopla it does seem if you want to have something uh memorable online uh, that's that's sticky mm-hmm. from a, you know people engaging with it and ooh definitely helps yeah that's really interesting isn't it it's it's the sound and it sounds quite friendly um, I think. But then others have about this trend, not so much online, but Starbucks shows from Moby Dick. I mean, that's quite a literary reference because a Starbucks is a character Moby Dick, which I think is lovely too. So, um, But they are quite random. Like the Oscars, I think, are so named because um, someone had a statuette when they were just being established on their desk. And uh, someone said, oh, that looks like my nephew Oscar. And I think she was um, one of the secretaries in the in the business, and so they were called Oscars. That's why they call the Oscars. It's yeah. so mad. And, and what's interesting about well, but meditative about each definition, especially the phrases, is it just gets you thinking about the time and the environment and the people in the room. Yeah. You know, whether it's in the theatre, you know, whether it's the lady, the secretary who works around the Academy Awards committee. You, yeah. you think, oh, oh, this speaks so much to who we are and how we got to where we were in the moment and where we're going from there. A bit like food. That's why we like food shows, isn't it? Because they go around the world and they speak to the culture. They speak to yeah, socioeconomic so um, conditions. They speak to the governments. They speak to p- war and peace, you know, pre and post. Mm. And it's all comes to them. You think, oh, my goodness me. These are such concise tidbits um um sort of chinks in massive chapters of our evolution and our development are we getting more wordy or less wordy because it seems we're going i mean i've i've started using emojis all the time now i just love them and i thought when they first came i thought why would we want to go backwards not forwards exactly the same i was exactly the same as you and now i think they're actually really important. I remember when Oxford Dictionaries published um, the Crying With Laughter emoji as their word of the year, and it got so much flack. But in their defence, they said, this is a linguistic element that despite most in this year, it was, it was good, maybe a decade ago now. And, you know, these are the successes to each Egyptian hieroglyphs. They are still pictorial representations of language. And I use them all the time now because we're speaking with our fingers, aren't we? We're yeah, tapping, yeah. tapping away on our screens. And we've all fallen foul of sending a message which we interpret one way in our heads and, and it, the other person reads it in a very different way. So a winky face can go a very long way. But we, <laughs> absolutely right. Um, word guilt. What about when you get you get a message or an email from someone and you ha- you know that there's a pithy response, but you feel like you need to level up with the word count? Do you, get, do you ever get that? Say that again. So, so, so if, you, if you look at a text thread, yeah. you know, and you're getting texts from someone and they're... Each text message is longer than your response. I get a bit of guilt, reciprocal oh, okay. guilt there. Okay, Do you because ever... you're not being fulsome enough. Or... Just, or even though they're being too wordy, I think, oh, I've got to meet them halfway. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think um, that's in many ways that's the way that language works because we're shapeshifters all the time. So we recalibrate according to who we're speaking to. So we might be more... Um, 
we might be following our response. We might be um, more slangy. We might use local dialect depending on who we're talking to. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's natural. It's a kind of contagion. All right. What's the most um, useful wordy period of history? Um, uh, where's the most geographically uh, <laughs> prolific wordy wow. area in the UK? And who's the most who's the most impressively um, wordy person you've ever had on the show? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so uh, the most interesting period. Well, I love, for me, I love Victorian slang because um, it's such a, a sort of hodgepodge of things. So on the one hand, the Victorians were famously quite squeamish. Hang on, where's hodgepodge come yeah. from? Oh, hodgepodge. Um, it's actually was an old stew. So a lot of words for kind of jumbles like gallimorphy or... Um, uh, balderdash and all that kind of stuff. They were sort of really unappetising foodie Brilliant. concoctions. Brilliant. Sorry. Uh, so I think it was a stew. Um, so, uh, yeah, so on the one hand, they were really squeamish and they wouldn't say words like trousers because yeah, yeah. trousers was just, they housed the unthinkable and people couldn't mention that word. So they came up with inexpressibles and unmentionables and sit-upons and round me houses and all sorts of weird sidesteps. Um but then they had real fun as well. So they called sausages bags of mystery because you didn't know what was in them or eggs were cackle farts and just stuff like that I, I really like. Um, most interesting geographical area. Well, that's really hard to say. But I, I would just say that English isn't in our hands anymore or mouths in that we are now outnumbered by non-native speakers. So collectively non-native speakers in a way are going to determine the direction of English which I think is really exciting um, so I would say every, everywhere but us in a way watch watch this space in terms of people who have English as their second and third languages that's really exciting um, and uh, the most interesting in terms of language skills that is really who's really just hard. wafted in and it's just so erudite it's frightening um I would say, in terms, of, I don't. She wouldn't call herself erudite, but in terms of linguistic inventiveness, it's got to be Joe Brand because she comes up yeah. with her own nine-letter words yeah. within thirty seconds and gives them a definition. I mean, that's pretty. And she's killer cat brilliant. contestant as well. Yes, she she loves it, doesn't she? She does. Uh, interesting stories about curious words from Stealing Thunder to Red Herring, Susie Dent, Vassos. How do how do new words? I mean, it's 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 generally the young, the teenagers, and the early kind of twenties who 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 invent them. But how do they? So like, cool never meant cool, and now it means cool more than it means cold. Yes. So um, <laughs> my 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 son said to me the other day, "You're just going to have to firm it, Dad." When did firm it started meaning firm it? What does it mean? Well, just um, look, I'm I've forgotten my coat, and it's going to be cold outside. I'll just firm it. Oh, okay, I'll just go for it. I'll no, no, just grow some. Just, just grow some. Yeah. Tough yeah. it out. Okay. Yeah, tough it out. Oh, interesting. I've not heard that one. Um, so, well, slang is the fastest moving area of language, along with emojis, actually. Um, and um, because it's designed as a code. So the moment parents or authorities or teachers or whatever scale the wall, it has to move on really, really quickly. So um, whether or not it sticks is down to exposure and people picking it up and instantly getting it. Because if you have to gloss it or um, define it all the time, it kind of, you know, it's, it's got to be instantly recognisable. And, you know, although I didn't get firm, mm. I do now understand uh, what you're talking about. Um, so how things work which ones are fly by nights and which aren't is really hard to fathom sometimes fly by night where's that come from um, <laughs> oh 
fly-by nights were you actually... You did this on purpose? No, they were off carriages that would like to go really... They would just... Um, basically, you'd take one at night and you would, um, you'd get there faster. I don't quite know what made them. Maybe they were very light. I love people so, who use the phrase, the whole kit and caboodle, don't you? Oh, yes. I, I never use it, but I just... And I don't want to. Um, because I just want to be admiring of other people that do. I don't, I don't think I've ever met somebody I don't like who uses the word kit and caboodle. Kit and caboodle, that's really true. And the nice thing about that is it's wordplay because the boodle bit means possessions. It's from Dutch. And then we just added the k on it to meet the kit. So kit caboodle. Um, I know we have, always have the Shakespeare conversation, but I mean, he was awesome, wasn't he? He was awesome. Um, yeah. I think Officially awesome, Shakespeare. I think, it, of course, he was. <laughs> And we hold him up as English done well, don't However, we? But people hated him at the time. Well, yeah. not hated him, but they thought he was mucking around with language and it shouldn't be laughable, it should be laugh-attable. Uh, you know, what's he talking about? Um, and also the Oxford English Dictionary, he's one of the foundations um, of the dictionary because he uh, was one of the classical authors, obviously, that was um, referred to and studied hugely but what it means is that his contemporaries who weren't so well known or the people that came before him who may have invented the words that he then used aren't given the credit because he was not one of the canons that was studied for the OED so there's a lot of what we call anti-dating going on now where people discover a use of a word earlier than Shakespeare yeah. and that's like a big prize you know but it doesn't mean he wasn't amazing and it doesn't mean he didn't popularize them yeah but he probably wasn't the grand creator of as many as we think okay one female author that if people could buy one book today one female author um one female author that uh in terms of linguistic influence yeah just like like elegance um, beauty elegance and beauty word wise yeah um i would say sylvia plath yeah. and i would also say um george Eliot, probably and what about um, Dickens versus Shakespeare versus Orwell versus Wilde? <laughs> pick, pick a winner there. Go on. Do I have to... Top of my head. That's quite impressive, isn't it? That's um, Dickens, Shakespeare, Orwell, Wilde. And I have to, in terms of linguistic pick, you, contribution... We can, only, we can only afford one book for the rest of our lives. Who we, whose book are we going to buy? Um, well, I work with Charles Brandreth, who loves Oscar Wilde, so I'll go with Oscar Which Wilde. Which one? Picture of Dorian Gray? Oh, I love that. So do I. Yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It is ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. I, it's have just to, I read a, a paragraph for that message. book and I just go, I have to put it down, just because the wonder of the paragraph, the magnificence yeah. of the paragraph. I did that yesterday also um, with Donna Tartt and uh, Goldfinch. Just read a paragraph for writing English. I'm never yeah. going to be able to just write that. Just get blown away. Yeah. Get, read it again so and again. and again. It's like listening to your favourite Beatles song again and again. Yeah. Susie, good. great book. It's not coming out of our water closet is that all right it's not coming out of our water closet yeah what okay I've the downstairs loo i'm just gonna oh, leave it there I see. i'm gonna get a little Thank red you. velvet cushion and a stool which we don't oh. have room for but i'm just gonna put it there forever it's this oh. book is amazing thank you i'm gonna finish with them bump because um bump. If you, this is a book of bump and bump is from bum fodder meaning loo roll it was military slang. <laughs> bum fodder. So don't use it as bum fodder. But, um, but I'm happy if it By the way, bump is just a great word to say, isn't I it? I love bump. Bump is great, but then the f at the end. Bump. bump and enjoy, have the f for free. Yeah. And it's, it's not it's, an f, it's a ph. No, oh, oh it, but yeah. Well, that's just as bum fodder, so. Yeah, but it's ph Strictly now, speaking, it? I think maybe I'll both. Maybe both. Do you have ph or f? I'd go F. Only because Susie says yeah. so. You know what I mean? Susie's going. <laughs> yeah. Susie, <laughs> thanks for coming all the way from Oxford. No, it was really lovely to be here. Thank Are you, you going for back having then, me. Um, no, I've got, I'm actually going to go and podcast now, so I'm going to see Giles. All right. Yeah. Give him my love. I will. You, Thank you. Do you, you want to lift me. home? <laughs>
Well, I've got a bike. You can go on the, the handlebars of the... He lives next to Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but just oh, the next lovely. three, yeah. All right, Seasy nice. Dent's brilliant book, interesting stories about curious words. Seasy Dent from Stealing Thunder to Red Herrings. Just give us Red Herrings quickly. Uh, red Herrings, lots of different theories, uh, but it's um, usually about hounds and either prisoners trying to uh, escape convicts, dragging a red herring across to um, take lead the hounds astray or as a training thing for hounds. So that's... That's the idea. It's kind of decoy type thing. keeps on giving. Susie, you don't. Thank you so much. Craving some great 80s music. Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio. On the app. On your smart speaker. And at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mindset. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 